Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. On the last episode, I titled it Born of God, but it was really a continuation of the wealthiest place on planet Earth. I'm going to continue talking about the wealthiest place on planet Earth. I used to believe that the wealthiest place on planet Earth was the cemetery, but I no longer believe that. You may say the cemetery. Why would you think that? Because billions of people have died over the centuries with talents and abilities within them that they never discovered. Talents and abilities that could have changed the world for good, but they died, never discovering what was in them. I now believe that this is the second wealthiest place on planet Earth. I believe now, after receiving revelation from God, that the wealthiest place on planet Earth is in Christ Jesus. Those that believe what Jesus did in dying for us are now in Christ. God has taken us out of the world and placed us in Christ. What God has done is just like what he did with Noah and Adam. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, Noah built an ark that he and his family were placed in. Then there was a flood that destroyed everything on earth. And all the people that were not in the ark They were killed. But while all the chaos was going on, Noah and his family were in the ark and they were protected. Protection from all the chaos going on on earth. This is what we have in Christ. If we only believe it and rest in the truth of it, everything in the kingdom of God works by faith, by us believing it, and then it will work for us. Now, what about Adam? Adam was placed in the Garden of Eden. Everything that he had was supplied by God in abundance in the Garden of Eden. God provided everything for him. This is what we have in Christ. What an impact we will have on planet Earth when we, the body of Christ, wake up to what we really have in Christ. Let's look at what Father God put in Christ. In the Word of God, here's where I'm at. I'm in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Here's what it says. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Christ, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, we see here that God put everything 
in heaven and in earth in Christ where we are now. Notice it says we have an inheritance in Christ. All that we have need of in abundance is in Christ. And we just read that everything's been placed in him. All we need to do is develop a relationship with God and he will lead us to our inheritance. But it's through faith and patience that we will receive it. It's not going to happen overnight. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, to walk in the fullness of what we have in Christ, we have to know who God has made us. We just read that we're new in Christ. Our spirit man has everything in it that is in Christ. Those who don't believe this, they don't believe the Bible. They don't believe a foundational principle that God set up in the beginning. Listen to what the book of beginnings has to say about this. I'm in the book of Genesis chapter one, verses 11 and 12. Listen to what it says. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now, since the beginning of time, God has not planted another tree. He has not planted another flower. He's not made or created another animal. The seed to reproduce was already in the first one he created. He's done the same thing in Christ Jesus. In the Bible, it says that we are the seed of Christ. If all that was in Christ, everything if everything that was in Christ is not in us, then God violated a principle that he set up in the beginning. And God never violates his principle. We have in us, we have to have in us everything that was in Christ. If not, then we're not truly the seed of Christ, but we are, and we have everything that was in him. This is why Jesus could sit down because he made it possible for us to receive his seed after we believed and received his sacrifice. The very moment that we asked Jesus to come in, we received his seed. And when we water his seed with the truth of the Bible, and the sunshine of his presence in prayer and worship, we will become just like him. This truth has the devil terrified. He has worked very hard through religion to keep the body of Christ on earth ignorant of this truth. You see, this place was prepared for us by the faith of Jesus Christ. His faith did it. And all we have to do is believe it. And if we believe it, if we believe it, we will live and we will speak in accordance to what we believe. Let's see how he did it. I'm in Romans chapter four, verses 21 through 27. Here's what it says. But now the righteousness of God without the law, and I've said it before, without do's and don't do's is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, a better way to say it is, which is by the faith of of Jesus Christ that we've been made righteous. And then it goes on to say that it's extended unto all, but it's up on all those that believe for there is no difference 
for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified or made righteous freely by his grace. And listen to the rest of this through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. See, we've been placed in Christ Jesus. We've been redeemed by him and then placed in him. We are righteous because we are in him. Okay, I'm going to continue to read whom God has set forth to be a proposition through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare. I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith faith. Now notice it says, where is boasting then? No man can boast because Jesus did it all. And in him, we have victory before we get in the challenge. He has won the victory for us already and placed us in himself. And all we have to do to see the benefits of this is believe what he did. I'm in Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Here's what it says. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice it says it was by the faith of Jesus Christ. It was by his doing. Okay. Now, when we accept Christ, the old man died. You and I are now Christ. Just like an apple seed, is already a tree in seed form, so are we as the seed of Christ. Start reading the Bible and see how Jesus lived and walked the earth and expect to do the same. He had power over all the forces of darkness. Expect the same. He lived in good health. Expect the same. He had abundance of provision. Expect the same. He walked in joy and in peace. Expect the same. He fulfilled his purpose for coming to earth, expect the same. When you begin to read the New Testament about his life and how he lived, you will see how we are to live and what we are to expect. And one of the things that you'll see as you read the Bible, you'll see that he used words to rule and to reign and to have everything on earth. I'm going to go to Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 14. Here's what it says. And on the next day, when they were come to Bethany, Jesus was hungry and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he said he came to see if he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered, he's talking to a tree and he said unto the tree, no man eat fruit of you hereafter. And his disciples heard it. And so he walks off. Now, here's the day after now. Now, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. They could see the tree was already dead. And Peter, calling to remember, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, listen to this. He said, have faith in God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say, even to this mountain, be thou removed 
and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, I want you to notice it said he said that whosoever he's talking about the whosoever's in him. Why? Because if he can do it, the seed of him can do it also. OK, that's what we have in Christ. He spoke and he, he said, whosoever will say even to a mountain. Now, I want you to notice that he started off by saying, have faith in God. See, the reason he was able to do it is because he spoke and expected the father to honor his word, and the father did. Okay? Now, let me give you an example, a further example of that. I'm in John chapter 11, okay, verses 39 to 44. Now, I'll tell you a little bit. The story is this. A man named Lazarus had died. He was dead. And Jesus waited till he had been dead for four days before he went. He already knew he was going to raise this man from the dead. I want you to listen to what it says. I'm in verse 39. Jesus said, when he came to the, to the tomb, he said, take away the stone. And then Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he's been dead for four days. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto you that if you would believe, you shall see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man lay. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Ha, huh, he hadn't even spoke yet. But he said, I thank you that you already heard me. I'm going to continue. 42 says, and I knew that you heard me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose him and let him go. Wow. Notice that he used words to raise this man from the dead. This faith is in us. When we renew our minds to believe that we, the seed of Christ can do the same thing because we are in him and he is in us. The same results will show up in our lives. Okay. Now I'm in John chapter 14, verses 11 through 14. Here's what it says. It's his Jesus talking. Here's what he says. He says, believe me that I'm in the father and the father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything, or we could say it this way, demand anything in my name, I will do it. Now, I didn't write this. Jesus said that the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater than these shall you do, because I'm going to the Father. Now, we just read how he raised a man from the dead who had been dead for four days. So what should we expect if he said we're going to do greater? I want you to think about how we can change the world 
with good works like Jesus if only a small part of the body of Christ began to walk the earth like this, like Jesus said we would. It will happen because God already said it and his word always comes to pass. Don't be deceived. The darkness in this world will not win over our God and over his people. God is light and light just shows up brighter the darker it is. The world is about to see a demonstration of God like never before. Those in Christ who wake up to who they really are will manifest as Christ all over the world. Get to know the Christ that you are in and who is in you and change the world around you one person at a time. In Christ, we are in a place of protection, abundant provision, a place of power so we can impact the world around us for good. What a wealthy place that we are in, in Christ. This is why you need to take the time to begin to read the Bible. This is why you need to take the time to, to have a consistent prayer life where you pray every day so you can get to know your God and you can see how Jesus walked the earth, how the life that he modeled for us to follow and to be able to move in the same power. The son of man and the son of God, which is Jesus, is not a liar. We just read how he said that the works that he did, we're going to be able to do these same works also. How is that going to happen? It's going to happen when our when we renew our mind to who we really are, and then we begin to govern over our flesh. We have been empowered with the same spirit of Christ on the inside of us that loves righteousness and hates iniquity. And when we grow up and understand that this man has the power within it to keep my flesh in check and to enable me to move and reign over the forces of darkness, then we will enable the world to see the Christ that is already on the inside of us. We got the power. We got the anointing. We got the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful family that we're a part of. The key to this thing is love, moving in love. The key to this is allowing this wonderful family that we're a part of, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to have their way on the inside of us to grow us up, to become mature in love like they are, unselfish. And as we begin to move in this capacity, then the world will begin to see our God. This way is totally opposite of the selfish world that we live in. Our God is totally unselfish. And this is why his love is so difficult for natural thinking people to grab and hold to. We have to renew our minds. This is blowing me away as to who he really is because he's renewing my mind. He's not, he's revealing himself to me. I'm taking the time to seek him and he's revealing himself unto me. And it's really blowing me away to understand and see my God for who he is. What an unselfish kingdom that we're a part of. Listen to what the words, God sent his only begotten son to die. That's unselfish. The son gave his life, died on the cross for us. That's unselfish. Holy Spirit is on earth. He's helping us. He's behind the scenes. He doesn't even talk about himself. He elevates Jesus. Wow. What an unselfish kingdom that we're a part of. And this same unselfish nature is on the inside of us. And as we begin to fellowship with God and grow in our relationship with him, that unselfish person will come to the surface and we will begin to walk as the giants and the kings. 
that we've been made in Christ. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.